Welcome to Box Press Radio. This is Dan. This is Angela. And Andrew. And tonight we are going to be doing a little bit of a spoiler cast for Stranger Things. So if you have not watched the show, uh, you should probably not listen. Um, because I don't know how interesting it'll be, even if you don't care how it ends or whatever. So, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe hang out, uh, you know, and listen when you've finished the show or I don't know, maybe skip this one. If you're not ever going to watch it, it might not be very interesting. So, but, uh, yeah, so I liked the show. I know, I know you guys did. Yes. Yes. We loved it. So, I I liked it a lot. I I don't think I would say I loved it. Um, it it was good, but I think I liked the themes more than I liked the story. Like I liked the whole '80s feel and right. just the way it was shot. Like I liked everything about it except for the story, which I didn't hate. I just kind of didn't care. Well, in general, I think like for one, like the whole. You know, Stephen King sci-fi horror thing. That's not really your bag in general. Anyway. Right, right. So yeah, like I said, it wasn't bad. It's just yeah, it's not my thing. Right. It's like you know, you know, outside of like the occasional like, you know, Skyrim or whatever. Like fantasy is not really my thing, but I'm not opposed to it either. It's just not something I gravitate towards. So I can kind of see what you're where you're coming from with that, and that's why I thought it'd be cool to do this like roundtable discussion thing because of the fact that like. I know Angela and I loved it, and you're more in that, like, I liked it, but, you know, I could have probably done quite well without the monster, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I, I actually think I would have liked it more without the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, or honestly, like, it could have gone the other way and not had the girl. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it makes more sense without the monster, because you kind of need her there to kill the monster. Mm-hmm. Um but alternately, and this is like where the real spoilers start, uh, I could have done, I would have been fine if they had just, you know, like trapped the, the monster's leg with the bear trap and burn it to, you know, burn it to a crisp and that kills the monster. I would have been okay with that too. Like that, I would have been perfectly okay with that. Yeah. But on the other hand, I kind of like the fact they didn't end it that way, because to me, it would have seemed kind of like a really anticlimactic battle for this creature they've been messing with the whole show. Well, I mean, I mean, if the girl wasn't there. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if the girl wasn't there, then, yeah, it would have been cool. But, you know, with everything else that tied into it and besides on what they had to have the girl there, not only to kill the monster, but she's the one that said, hi, how's it going? You know, (laughs) she's the one that brought it out to begin with. So. Yeah, and so I I did like the whole like uh, mirrored worlds thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was probably my favorite part of the whole sci-fi thing. Right, and I mean the fact the that upside they down. yeah the yeah. fact they tied it into Dungeons and Dragons made it even funnier. <laughs> yeah, I I actually thought that was pretty great. Um, and you know it's it's weird like the kids that they cast really fit the roles well. Mm-hmm. Like none of them they didn't just fit like one single stereotype. They were all just kind of normal American kids. And I liked that. Yeah. And like, I guess from what I was reading and stuff about it was like the first scene that they actually filmed with the kids was the D and D game at the beginning. 
and they were like it pretty much flowed naturally like you know like if you didn't have the cameras there it probably still would have happened the same way you know and I was like that's that's good right off the bat because you know these you know these kids I mean they literally act like kids that you know knew each other and went to school with each other and like you know like a lot of my friends and stuff growing up so it's that that's part of the reason why I got more into it because a lot of it really hit home for me in terms of just like I'm a big fan of like you know Spielberg flicks poltergeist goonies you know all, all that sort of stuff and then on top of that like I was a kid I mean granted at the actual time period like I figured out I would have been 11 months old so I was a little bit late to that party but I still had this similar experience growing up like my best friend lived right next door to me we used to ride our bikes all the time around the neighborhood and even to downtown at one point when we didn't tell our parents about it you know yeah um, so, yeah. so I have a question maybe you can answer this question because I didn't quite understand how it worked out okay um when the kid was taken from the house, right, the light just kind of goes off and they disappear, right? Right. So somehow he escapes the monster in the upside down mm-hmm. and gets into his little house thingy. Right. And he keeps showing up and talking to his mom and like, like, I don't understand how he, first of all, got away from the monster mm-hmm. in the first place. And how he knows to go and talk to his mom, and he goes over there, but the monster doesn't notice. And then finally, they never show how he got, how he ended up in the wall with the slime thing down his throat. Yeah, well, I don't, like you, this is that part of the, this is that part where it becomes like fan theory territory. You know, I mean, hopefully, season two they will go into more detail as to what happened, like from Will's perspective. You know, instead of like what everything that we saw, now we can kind of literally go upside down with the show and go backwards and see what Will was experiencing and everything. Like, I think he would have been able to get away because the the dude does know to run when it's necessary. But on the other hand, I like to think that the creature was smarter than everybody thought. Like, everybody pretty much thought, oh, it's just this like predatory creature that eats things. And it's like, yeah, but there's a reason he didn't eat Barbara or Will. And then as we saw, Barbara later had a slug come out of her mouth. You know, poor Barbara. Uh, I guess I missed that. I thought she was actually dead. Well, she is, she she like is dead. When, she is dead, but when they find her, they look at her corpse and one of those slug things crawls out of its mouth. Oh, uh, okay. I think I must have missed that. Yeah, so, and then all of a sudden later on, you know, Will goes to the bathroom and pukes up a slug. So it's like the whole cycle is going to start all over again. Yeah, I think... I think it's going to be interesting. My my fan theory on that is that uh, he'll actually turn into one of the monsters. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the pervasive ones that either he's going to turn into the mon- into one of the monsters, or because of the experience of him being over there and being an incubator for a monster, he's kind of like tethered to both sides. Like he he's a man of both worlds. That's why he all of a sudden could see it in his bathroom. I think. Yeah, you know, not so much that he'll turn into a monster, although that would be kind of cool too. But I think it's more along the lines of he's going to have like a tethered connection to both sides, like he can walk both worlds. So now, I could have swore I heard somebody say that there. I know there's going to be a season two, mm-hmm. but I thought I heard that it's going to be a totally different story. So far, I, there's really nothing concrete about it. Like even the fact that there's, I mean, pretty much at this point. You know, 
Netflix hasn't officially said, okay, season two, July 2017 or whatever. You know, they basically have said, you know, about the only thing that they've said that pretty much confirms there will be one is like one of the guys that runs Netflix or whatever pretty much said we would be stupid not to do a second yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's nothing official for sure, but right. I, I thought I heard somebody say that the, uh, the brothers had said that they had planned on you know, this being a finished story. Well, I mean, on one hand, I think that would be, that would be fine, except for the fact that one, you've left it kind of open-ended so you could continue on. And like, like we just discussed, there's a bunch of other stuff we could fit, you know, well, they definitely set it up for another one with, uh, what's his face living, leaving the, uh, food out in the box in the woods, the egos. Well, that and the fact that he gets into that car with the government agents and doesn't say anything about it. Like, it's like, it just happens. Like, where did he go? What did he do? Like, what, what was that about? Is he like working for them now? Like what? I, I was actually really hoping that like the next season would end up being like, um, would be like, uh, I don't know, um. Like him working for the Men in Black sort of thing, like turn into like a an eighties Men in Black unsolved mysteries kind of show. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean, I think you know, I don't know, but like we were talking about before with with the way they ended it, it's like, well, you know, like we just said, you could go backwards and say, hey, what was going on with Will and everything else in the Upside Down, and then have like that be the main story and then go back and forth. But, I mean, I don't know, like, I'm just like, there's a lot of unanswered questions that would be cool to explore in a second season, but if they're going to do it as an anthology show, I mean, I think in a way that would be kind of dumb because everybody would be, you know, it would kind of totally ruin what you set up and what everybody's, like, excited for with another season and getting to see these characters again. I mean, if you were going to set it up to be an anthology show right from the get-go, you know, there, you shouldn't have necessarily left so many dangling, like, questions and whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just It just seems to me like it would be dumb to turn it into, like, all right, here's a completely new set of people, you know, and we're not going to address anything from the first season that was left open-ended. Like, again, like, where, where he went with the government agents, you know. Apparently, I know one of the brothers mentioned that... Uh, Dr. Brennan, you know, that that's not his that's definitely not his swan song and I was like, yeah, cuz that seemed kind of anticlimactic too because all of a sudden like the monster just pounces him and then okay, he's dead. Like really? The main asshole villain of the whole thing that you really want to see get his comeuppance, that's his comeuppance? Really? Well, I, I actually thought that was kind of a poetic ending for him. He's hunting this thing constantly and then you know, he's trying to get to it and trying to get to it, finally does, and it kills him. I thought that kind of worked. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get that. But I'm just saying, like, to me, it seems kind of like, you know, like, all of a sudden, you know, it does kill him. Yeah, but, like, couldn't it have done it in maybe a little bit more of spectacular fashion? Maybe he could have put up some sort of fight instead of just standing there, you know. Yeah. But make it a little more I'd, interesting, at least. I actually just kind of chalked that one up to budget. I mean that. I mean that's probably true. Like you, too. you don't want to spend all the money for the camera time for the monster. 
Yeah, well, I mean, in general, though, like, the show itself was shopped around to, like, 15 different networks before Netflix picked it up, so, I mean... Well, with the monster, they didn't want to just come out with the monster, either. Mm-hmm. They they slowly showed little pieces of the monster as the show went on. Which, basically, they took this page out of the Spielberg's book with Jaws, is, like, less is more until you get to the very end, then, you know, you can... Yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of like a, uh, it was like a miniseries version of Super 8. Mm-hmm. Like they really like. I think they kind of bit off of Spielberg a little bit too much, mm-hmm. um, and it turned out well. But like, it was very obvious, mm-hmm. um, and I would have liked a little more originality. I think this formula works one time, but I think if we get more of the same next time, people won't like it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, also, keep in mind that since this was a success, we're going to see like twenty other things like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see everything like it, but like most things that are imitations, they're going to pale in comparison. Yeah, but it'll still get watered down for the public and won't be the commercial success that this was. Uh-huh. Well, Andrew was watching uh, whatever it is that you watched that goes over like movies and stuff. Oh, yeah, the Oliver Harper thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he was watching that about the Goonies today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like it's a little too late to make like a Goonies reboot. Right. But this is sort of like a reboot in itself of something like the Goonies. Right. Kind of thing that gives the aspect of yeah, like, I, like the Goonies, I guess. Um, in general, it pays homage to those movies, and I would rather have something like this that even if it does go a little too far in doing that, I would rather have this than... You know, another, like, big-budget remake, reboot, reimagining, whatever fucking re-adjective you can think of. You know, I would rather watch this than that. You know, at least this one, like, it had, an, at its core, an original story. Like, you know, kid get, goes missing, ends up in this alternate dimension. His kids are trying to find him. His parents and his brother are trying to find him. The chief of police is trying to find him. There's also this shadowy government conspiracy thing going on. It has a lot of layers, and I like that because it's it's way more interesting to watch than it just being a straight up, you know, like like if it had just went with like just the whole like kids going to find their friend or just the chief going to find their friend, I think it would have fell flat because it would have been very like boring to watch that. Whereas you had all these different people basically trying to do the same thing but in very different ways. Yeah, they they really took advantage of it being a mini series and not a you know, 90 minute movie. Cause like even, yeah. even the teenage girls, you know, like the teen, the, the, the 16 candles sections of the movie didn't bother me or the show didn't bother me either. Because again, it's another facet. Like you've got the really young kids, you got the teenagers who for the most part act like horror movie teenagers and don't understand or notice what the fuck's going on until yeah, shit really hits the fan. drinking and partying by the pool. Right. Yeah. So, they, they do exactly what they did in nightmare. So I have a question about, about that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious what you guys thoughts are on, uh, who she ended up with. I didn't like it because they yeah. built up the whole romance thing with her and, and Jonathan, yeah. and Jonathan, only to have her just turn around and go back with the same guy that she was already, you know, kind of like, oh, he's popular. I like him. I have to be with him because I'm going to be, you know. We've had like, sex a few times already. Yeah, yeah. He was whatever. And then she's like, oh. And then she, all this stuff happens with Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, I'm this, 
you know, I'm better than than Steven. I'm better than this. I'm smart. I'm strong. I just, you know, helped defeat this alien dude. And then all of a sudden she turns around and goes back with Steven. It's like, really? Really? I mean, yeah, he did, like, redeem himself at the last minute and all. I mean, he went ham on that fucking monster. He did. He did. However, but there's an adage still. about, you know, there's a, there's an adage about, you know, a, a one good deed does not expunge a lifetime of sins. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I'm not I'm not saying I think that's who she should have ended up with. I'm just saying, you know, he, he beat the shit out of that monster. He did. I mean, like he did come through in the end and, you know, pulled his head out of his ass and everything at the last minute. But on the other hand, like, you know, he... You know, you know, he didn't go through as much crazy shit as, you know, Jonathan and she did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he came in late to the party, and all of a sudden, yeah, he held his own. But, you know, you didn't, like, go through all the other shit that we had to go through. Like, I got fucking arrested for this shit, dude, you know? Yeah, and Which you, is all your fault, too, by the way, you fucking pompous yeah, ass. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> just be, because of that whole fight scene, right. they ended up in the, the police station, which kind of derailed a lot of the shit that they were planning. Right. But it's like, yeah, you came in, you fucking, you know, beat the monster's ass, but shit, you know... You're the whole reason why we couldn't fucking get this thing sooner. Right. If you didn't, so. if you didn't do this, we would have had this shit whipped in in like half hour ago. You know. Yeah. But. I mean, maybe not, but it's just yeah. I, I wasn't terribly impressed with that. But on the other hand, like honestly, the parallels between her and her mother, I think, are a lot stronger than they really got to dive into. Because like, there's one point, like the one point where she had her door locked when she snuck out when she snuck out with Jonathan. Her mom picked the lock on her door, so you know yeah. she's got some petty larceny shit in her life that she just doesn't tell her kids about yet. You know what I mean? Like there, like there's a past there that that. See, I, uh, I didn't read that far into that. I just thought it was a mom that wanted to check on her kid and knew the trick. You know. Yeah, but even so, it's like not everybody knows how to pick locks, let alone with a hairpin. Well, that's she wasn't picking a lock. Like those locks were, we've had those in the house I've lived in before. That's a push lock. That yeah, you just you just stick that yeah. bitch in there and it pops open. Yeah. Mm. But either way, though, it just seemed kind of like a you know she just kind of opens that door like she's done it a thousand times. It's like hmm, <laughs> there's something I don't know. To me, there might be some like past there that she's not remembering or or, or at least not choosing to share with the rest of the class. Yeah, maybe. And plus, on top of that, though, I'm sitting here looking at her going, you know, uh, whatever the fuck, what was her name in that show? I don't oh, anyway, know. Anyway, you know, at uh, Will's, or not Will, um, Mike's sister, look, look at your father. That's what Steve's going to end up like in about 15 years. <laughs> Do you want to yeah. be that way? <laughs> at least Jonathan would take you to cool places and take cool pictures and... You know, I mean, yeah, you guys probably wouldn't be rich and well off. But now he can take cool pictures of them while they go places. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, and go back to to be his thing. But that's the thing too. It's like, oh, he's a pervert. Not really. I mean, he's just taking pictures. Yeah, there's one picture of her taking her top off from behind. It's not like it was a full frontal nude. Like that was disappointing. He was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. They were going for PG-13, man. They weren't going for, like, the Friday the 13th hard R. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they hit the R anyway. They do to, they do to a certain extent, because, like, I was, wa- I was actually watching it um, with, the, with the girls today. Because I, ha- I, I was thinking about watching some of it again today, and I started watching the first episode again. 
And then they came out here in the garage and were like, you know, what's this? And then Samantha was kind of getting into it at first. Granted, once they got to the teenage love triangle, she's like, all right, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, yeah, I can see that. But still, it's just, you know, it. it's a very, honestly, I think it's a very, like, generational kind of show. Because, like, there's certain segments for everybody. I mean, granted, yeah, you got to sit through some of the stuff you probably don't give two shits about. But there's something there for everybody. Well, and I liked how it was only eight episodes, so it was short enough to keep your attention span. Mm. And it didn't overstay its welcome, which I really appreciated. Um, You know, it, it was good, but it's definitely slower, you know. It's got those, you know, real big peak moments. But generally speaking, it's kind of a slow-paced show with not a whole lot going on. Um, yeah, but that's one of the things I think worked well for it because, honestly, like one of their other inspirations is Stephen King. And a lot of his books start out that way where it's a very slow build and it's mostly a lot of character development and you're getting to know who these characters are. Right. I'm just saying that I'm glad it didn't go on like that for like 14 episodes. <clears throat> right. Yeah, I think eight episodes. I mean, granted, maybe 10 would have been kind of nice to maybe wrap up or flesh out some of the other things. But, I mean, eight episodes, I think, was the perfect length for it. Yeah, they kind of forced them to get to the point. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, we're going to build this, like, thriller suspension, you know, or or suspense or whatever, but we're not going to go and, like, answer everybody's questions either. We're just going to be like, let's stick to the main point. Like, here's a monster. The kids have to deal with it. The the adults, for the most part, outside of the chief of police aren't really paying attention, you know. And it's like it kept to those core, you know, parts of the story instead of veering off into like twelve different directions. Well, and a lot of this stuff was more visual um, based, and uh, a lot of the story, like there was a lot of parts that I, when I watch TV while I'm at work, I I realized with a lot of this show, I had to like pull it up and actually like rewind to see what happened because a lot of it is very like silent Mm -hmm. with music and it's you know building the story upon that aspect than just listening to them talk and and that's how the the you know the plot thickens or and so a lot of it is visual based Mm -hmm. and just based on like you know in the beginning the game that they play like you have to pay attention in the beginning as to how they're playing because it's foreshadowing. It's or it's foreshadowing the rest of the show, right. and you don't realize that till you get to the end, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Shit!" <laughs> that whole game that they played in the beginning foreshadowed the whole thing, and yeah. then they play a game at the end, which pro- possibly which is, foreshadows what's going to happen. Exactly. Next. Yeah. So now you're like sitting there, like trying to figure out what kind of monster they're going to bring or what's going to happen at the end. Or if that's not the only monster there. What I got out of the game at the end was that it was kind of a metaphor of them realizing that they need to take the chance and work together um, and they're powerful. Like, you know, they they were all bitching at him to not, you know, try to cast Fireball in the beginning. And then at the end, they were all like, yeah, do it. Well, yeah, see that, well that's... there's that, but then, like, you have to look at what, like, monster he was bringing up. Yeah, the Hydra. Yeah. The Hydra with the multiple heads, right? Yep. And then, you know, just the different kind of plot points that they were talking about that, you know, 
are those going to foreshadow the new series? Or is that just like going through what they've already been through? Well, that's the thing. If you look at the game in the beginning, too, like part of the part of the thing that you notice is Will hesitates because he can't decide whether he should do the protection spell or if he should do the fireball. And then eventually he gets pressured into doing the fireball. And then, you know, that kind of falls to shit. And that's pretty much what happens when he gets taken, you know, because he gets ready to shoot the gun or whatever. And then he just sits there and kind of hesitates. And then by the, you know, then he finally sees the monster and then he just stares at it and then he gets taken. So he hesitated and he learned from that experience. Maybe I shouldn't hesitate so much, you know, but, and, and then, but then bringing out the Hydra, I mean, as we all know from watching, you know, the, the Marvel flicks, you know, cut off one head, two more will take its place. So next season there might be more than one monster or there might be another one of those things. You know, it's, you know, I'm hoping it's maybe something similar but somewhat different or maybe more powerful or who knows. But I'm hoping that they do, like, continue with that sort of foreshadowing and that theme because that would make next season even more interesting. You know, I'm just kind of hoping that, in a way, the kids might end up working with, like, Joyce and the and the Chief and stuff a little bit earlier on. Because that's one of the things I was sitting there watching. I like the fact that they were all kind of working in different directions, doing different things. But it's like, if you guys had worked together with the parent, or with, you know, Joyce and the Chief from, like, earlier on, you might have got this thing done a little bit quicker, See, you know? and that's, that's why I think they're not going to have the same group of people or even the same, like, place in the next one. Because if everybody's working together and it's all going great, like, there's no tension there. Like, you lose so much of the story. And I don't think they could, you know, they couldn't achieve the same thing with the same group of people. Yeah, but then again, too, though, if you think about it, Will, you know, like you were saying, like, if your theory pans out that he's going to be, you know, the monster next season or a monster next season, then, you know... That probably means Joyce and Jonathan are going to be taken out of the picture well, real I, quick. I don't think they're. I don't. I didn't mean that for the next season. I was just speculating. I think that's one of those decide for yourself sort of scenarios. Right. Like what happens in the future. Right. Um, I don't actually think they're going to have any of those characters other than maybe a cameo here and there for the next season. My theory is it's a whole new story, whole new cast. I'm I'm in the camp hoping you're wrong because to me I've I've developed enough of a like bond or connection like this show actually had me cry twice <laughs> so I, I've developed kind of an affection for these characters so I'm hoping I get to see them again you know and see what they're up to next season but I don't know I mean I wouldn't mind it I just I would be surprised because it just seems like they would lose so much yeah um, you know as far as you know what other than the monster or whatever the case is like they're not going to have the dramatic personal challenges or they'll have to come up with something really really you know spectacularly terrible yeah well, i mean i think that i think they i think these guys given enough time i mean i'm not expecting them to roll out another season like immediately next year like i wouldn't mind if they get renewed but it's going to be like maybe another year or two before we see it just so they get the time to kind of well i i don't think we'll i don't think there's any chance that we'll see another one before 2018 because they've already got their 2017 schedule filled yeah um so i think we can expect to see it in 2018 and that's fine that i think would give them between now and then plenty of time to you know, figure all that stuff out if they are going to return with the same characters. So that way, like you said, they could have the personal challenges and they could actually, like, you know, 
make it as good, if not better, than the first one and hopefully not go the other way where it just kind of totally defeats the purpose of the first one. So, yeah, I, I, so I would like to see more, um, I don't know, like more... more of a dramatic sort of thing and less of a monster sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought the, the show did better when they weren't fighting the monster or running from the monster. Um, I liked it better when they were, you know, hiding 11 or breaking into the, the facility. Right. Um, you know, just, I, I actually felt like they did a better job with that stuff and I enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like it if they, they leaned more into the supernatural, like 11 style stuff Yeah, and stayed away from monsters. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm hoping like, even if they have the monsters in it, I'm hoping that next season's going to deal with more of the upside down and less of, you know, Hawkins proper, you know what I mean? So yeah. that way, so that way, you'd get to see like more of the inner workings of what was going on there, as opposed to, you know, the stuff we already kind of know that's our real world, you know, quote unquote. But I don't know. I mean, I thought it was a great season. The actors were great. I mean, you know, the last time I saw the guy who played the chief or whatever, last time I saw him in a movie was Quantum of Solace where he was the bad CIA agent. (laughs) Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, which you don't recognize him because he looks completely different in this one, but I thought he did a really good job, and I was like, you know, I like this character mainly because out of all of the characters, he's the one guy that can challenge the CIA and, like, all that or whatever that government agency was because, like, he's got nothing to lose, really. Right. I mean, he's living in a shitty-ass, you know, uh, mobile home. You know, yeah, sure, it's got a nice view of a lake or whatever, but, pfft, you know, I mean, that, I mean, it's still it's still a shithole. And, you know, he's just this, ch- you know, chief of a small town, you know, nothing much really interesting happens. So it's like, I, you know, like, out of everybody, like, he's the one that's like, yeah, you know, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And it's like, he can do, he can, he can flat out just be like, look, I need you to do this, and we're going to do this, because otherwise, other things are going to happen that are not going to be good. He can do that bluff because you know he really has nothing to lose. Whereas Joyce, I mean, they kill her. That you know the the kids are motherless and everything else, regardless of whatever else happens. You know, and again, you can't just wholesale murder a town of kids and husbands and wives or whatever without people noticing. And the government's not that stupid, you know. See, and now that's another another direction that I wouldn't be shocked by mm-hmm. is if the next season is the shady organization trying to come up with a way to kill the city or mm-hmm. make the populace leave so they can investigate. Or so that they can just be left alone, period, yeah. Well, that's what I mean, so they don't have to deal with the people. Um, you know, some kind of, you know, virus or something like that, or contagion. Right. Um, that wouldn't surprise me at all. No, it wouldn't, but I, I mean, I'm just saying, like in, like, in this first season, though, the Chief was awesome, just because it's like, I got nothing to lose and everything to gain here, so... <laughs> You know, you guys really can't threaten me too much. You know, you kill me, okay, great. You just took out a a, a loser piece of shit that's in mourning over his lost daughter, you know. However, if I save this kid, it'll be like I saved my daughter. So it's like, I've got everything to gain here, guys. <laughs> yeah, and then he found the, the rabbit. Yeah. In the, uh, in the Upside Down, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but you do have to keep in mind that stuff that's in the upside down is there because it's also in the real world. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not like she was there, you know? No, but it still triggered his memory and snapped him into, like, that. Yeah, well, I I say that because my wife got into it enough that she wanted to watch the rest of it with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was convinced that that meant his his dead daughter was there. And I was like, no. Yeah. She's dead. Yeah. She's she's in the ground. Well, like, everybody online was, like, hoping Barb was somehow going to make a miraculous, you know recovery and I'm like I hate to I hate to break this to you I've watched enough horror movies there has to be a sacrificial lamb and sadly it was her but you know it had they had to Yeah, I mean it was clearly she was clearly dead because they spent next to no time you know telling you that she was who she even was like they didn't hardly even give you any backstory mm-hmm. and they made her as unlikable as possible and then they went further to let everyone know how little anyone noticed that she was gone. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like you say she was unlikable. I didn't think she was unlikable, but she definitely was not. A there pro- wasn't anything to like about her. Like, well, there was she- nothing to dislike about her particularly, but there was no. She didn't have like that big sticking quality that made you be like, yeah, Barb. Right, exactly. That's that's what I mean. It's like she wasn't she wasn't a hated character. It was more along the lines of like you didn't really get anything to really know about her. Yeah, mother. they didn't give you a reason to be attached. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit there because you, you know she genuinely did care about you know what's her face going off with Steve, you know, and it's like you genuinely cared about her saying, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't do this, and you know her basically being like, fuck off, I'm gonna go have sex now. It's like, all right. And, and then you know you and it's like yeah and for and for all your efforts you end up dead for it but then again like you said no everybody gave a shit about will and they held like two assemblies and all this crazy shit nobody gave two shits about barb all they said was oh well she ran away like really guys <laughs> yeah like they didn't even like they didn't even Zero think shits. about her <laughs> even well and by the end even uh nancy was like yeah who gives a shit? I'm going to hang out on this couch here with Steve. Right. And that's the thing too. Yeah. Nancy. Yeah. That was the other part that I really liked was they set up the booby traps and stuff in the house. And I'm like, her name's Nancy. She's setting up booby traps to capture a creature in another dimension. Hmm. I've seen this movie before. Right. <laughs> I love that though. That was like, Oh great. You know, we'll get some night. We get some nightmare on Elm street without Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. You know? And I, I mean, all the characters did a really great job. All the actors did a great job doing it to where you did care. Like, even when some of the characters were being total dicks, like, you still kind of cared about them in a way. Because, like like I said, once Steve finally decided to man up or whatever and stop being a dick, you know, it's like, all right, I do care about you. I still think you're a dick, but, you know, you did all right in the end, dude, you know. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. I thought it was a good show, but I I actually think the second season is going to be a lot better, whatever they decide to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think it'll have the impact that this one did, just because it's a second thing. Right. Um, I would actually like to see them go into the early 90s. Yeah. But that's the thing about, you know, like, like in general, like if you think about it, essentially this was the first movie and one of the like one of the things that I think was kind of a bad thing is they decided to pick Spielberg and generally, you know, as their main one of their main inspirations. And Spielberg generally, you know, outside of like Indiana Jones and stuff, rarely did sequels just because 
he knew that sequelizing something kind of starts to detract from, you know, the thing you created initially. Yeah. That's the one downside with doing a second season is no matter what, it's not going to be as good as this one. Well, and that's that's why I think they're going to go to a whole completely different story in a different town at a different time. That way they can keep the name and get the publicity and they can do something somewhat fresh and new. Yeah, on one hand, I could see that, but it's like my thing is in the 90s. I mean, mean, dude, I just want Saved by the Bell (laughs) Stranger Things edition. (laughs) That actually might be kind of interesting. I mean, seriously, though, like how well do those characters fit into that high school scenario? Yeah, I could see that. I I could kind of see that. Then have... um... What's his face, Shinkovich, you know? Yeah, Screech. Yeah, yeah. Screech, because you know, he, he went to jail. He actually did. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Have Screech shank a monster real quick. <laughs> I just want everybody, like, searching for Slater, you know, like, he got Shanks abducted by the, by the hooker. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, that would be, that, that could be kind of interesting to do. On one hand, it's, like I said, a, I kind of don't think they're going to just because everybody that watched this one has such an investment in those characters. Like, I I don't think that they would want so, to, like, detract from that. But And I here's mean, my thing. Like, I don't think they should be done with those characters forever. Mm-mm. But I think they should take a season off from those characters and come back to those kids when they're in, like, late high school. Mm-hmm. Like, give them another season where they meet back up with Eleven and you know they're all like seniors in high school or whatever. Yeah. Um, still playing D and D, and you know it's kind of like their last hurrah before they finish up high school and go away to college, sort of thing. Yeah. But I, I'd like to see him go do another story somewhere else in the country with the like with the same shady organization kind of thing. Right. Um, you know, and that that keeps the timeline progressing. Yeah, and then of course you'd have. Uh... Nancy all grown up with Steve, probably hating her life. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then What's-His-Face is probably, like, you know, having, like, art gallery exhibits of his photography or whatever, you know. Yeah. Living his dream. Or not. Maybe maybe he's a, a meth head in a trailer park with the uh, retired sheriff. People think I'm cynical. <laughs> I have a very, very small modicum of hope, damn it. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, what was, like, what, okay, so, out of the whole thing, like, what was your favorite character? Um. That, like, you couldn't wait to see, like, their segment for whatever episode or whatever. I think my favorite character was probably the sheriff. Yeah. Um, I thought he was kind of the most interesting and had, you know, a lot of character development. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the uh, all the kids were kind of, they were a little one note for me. They all kind of had a consistent um, theme going or like a thing that they were hooked on or whatever. Right. But he had several different roles and a little more complex character. Um, I also thought Will's mom was really good just because Winona Ryder did a really good job of kind of balancing that out and not going overboard. Yeah, I mean, she... But she also was kind of one note. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, she's doing the grieving parent thing, but then she also knows something's up that nobody wants to pay attention to or listen to or whatever. You know, I mean, the one thing that I had a caveat with that I talked about Angela with was this is like the shady government organization that, that, you know, faked Will's death or whatever with the body. He goes to the morgue, he opens the drawer, lifts the cur- lifts the blanket or whatever. There's this body sitting there. No Y incision, no autopsy's been performed. I'm like, listen, if this was a government agency really trying to cover some shit up, don't you yeah. think they would have at least gone the extra mile in case somebody decided to go looking deeper? Yeah, and seriously, what's the fake body doing there? It's not like it's in the public morgue. Right. You know, it's in their joint. They they wouldn't even keep that shit around. It would have been incinerated seconds after she looked at it. But, well, I mean, even then, like, even if I could buy, like, okay, maybe they didn't do the autopsy before the family came to look at it for whatever reason. Fine. But between the hours of when they came to initially identify the body or whatever to the time that he went to the bar and fucked with the state trooper and then went back to the morgue, that was, like, at least a good six hours. Like, you had time to at least pretend you did an autopsy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Like, I know you're the government, but God damn it, I know you can, like... I know you can fake shit better than this. <laughs> yeah, I definitely felt like they could have done a better job with the secret organization. Mm-hmm. They seemed very ill-equipped and half-assed. Mm-hmm. Um, Which the only thing I can attribute that to is the fact that I think they were mostly in the, like, you know, we're an all-powerful organization, like, arrogant mode because they figured, oh, these dumb hicks don't know shit. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, so. but they seemed... You know, they had, like, rent-a-cop security. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, they would never have that. Like, they would never have, like, just goofy uniforms. You know, it, it just doesn't make any sense. They really... I feel like they kind of half-assed the whole, like, shadowy organization thing on that one. Um, and they probably could have told us a little bit more about them and how they got there. Yeah, but I mean, granted, on one hand, I like the fact that at least they... I don't want them to be, like, the all-powerful... Like, I don't want them to be, like, X-Files-level, like, secret, you know, organization. Because that's... Secret agent, man. (laughs) But but I'm saying, like, I don't want them to be that powerful, because that shit got on my nerves sometimes in X-Files, where it's like, oh, they finally have proof, they finally got this thing, and then, oh, no, we don't. Like, no, goddammit, you know? Like, fuck, we did all this fucking work, did all this shit, and then it just suddenly disappears. Like, God damn it. <laughs> right. I don't want them to be that powerful, but I'm just saying, like, at least if you're going to try to cover your tracks, like, do a little bit better job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if they actually literally are affiliated with the government or not. I mean, they could be some sort of, they could have been at one point, maybe they're just some, like, you know, secret, secret, you know, double secret probation-like group, you know what I mean? See, I, I got the impression they were just like a you know a research organization with too much money mm-hmm. um, and their own little private military yeah that just happens to look a lot like the main military because <laughs> well they buy you would buy you know the surplus equipment right but it's I mean still in general like I thought that the you know and, and I thought Matthew Modine did a really good job even though like he did a good job even though you don't get to see him do a whole lot. But he for what he part. does, like, he, he, he is the cigarette-smoking man of the show, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So I, I thought he I thought he did a really good performance because like the last so, thing I've seen him in recently was uh, was it the Dark Knight Rises where he was like the police chief or whatever. Yeah. So who did who did you guys like? Who was your uh, character of the show? I don't know. For me, I think I really liked Mike, just because he was the. He wants he, to be like Mike. Yeah, I want to be like Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is the kid, but Mike is the kid I was always as as a kid because he's a he's a kid that's a little bit more mature than his age to a certain extent, even though he is very oblivious to, to really obvious things, you know. And he also does tend to like not like the part that I thought was great was when they were talking about the electromagnetic fields, and the only one that picked up on it was you know Dustin with you know the magnets, and they're all sitting there like, "What are you talking about?" Like, dude. <laughs> Don't you know how fucking compasses work? <laughs> yeah. Sitting there going, like, he must have been a Boy Scout at one time. Like, he had to be. <laughs> right. Or in some sort of, like, you know, nature group or, you know, something along those lines. Which, that's the thing I loved about the show with it being set in Indiana. It's like, yeah, I've had similar experiences. I've gone to day camp. I've done, you know, all that kind of, like, outdoorsy type shit. I mean, I've never gone hunting or anything. But, I mean, I, mean, I went hunting with you once for Coyote, which didn't really do anything. But... I mean that's about you know that's about the extent of my my experience, but I still can relate. And it's like, yeah, I know how a compass works. Yes, I understand it needs to point this way, and it's not pointing that way. It's like yeah. I'm surprised he's the one who picked up on it. And I was like, man, go 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 toothless, you know? Right. And I loved how the villains all of a sudden like literally came out of a fucking like the the bullies or whatever came literally out of a Stephen King book where they went from being just like annoying pains in the asses to like fucking murder. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm gonna cut this dude's throat if you don't jump off the cliff. Whoa, wait a minute, what the fuck? <laughs> like I understand, you know, like even nowadays we still have problems with bullies and shit. Which instead of switchblades now they use fucking computers, but. Either way, it's just like, whoa, we kind of went from, like, even his best, even, like, his henchman or whatever is like, dude, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Like, you really want him to do that? Like, whoa. I mean, yeah, you know, you pissed yourself in front of the school, but come on, like, it could have been worse, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What about you, Angela? Who is your, who is your character? Um, I guess, like, out of all of them, I like Dustin. Um, he was kind of like, I don't, he was, he was the, the silly kid that like always talked like sense into everybody. Right. He's like, look, dude, seriously, you're acting like an idiot. Like, um, the way I look, the way I looked at the group of kids is like, Mike was the brains for the most part. Dustin was kind of like the heart, you know, where he's like, hey, guys, look, you know, you guys need to stop being dicks, pull your heads out of your asses, shake, and fucking let's do this, you know. And then you had Lucas, who just wanted to be the, the voice of reason the whole time, like, look, we should call the cops and not deal with this shit so we can go to school on Monday, you know, like, he's like... Well, and I think they really telegraphed that, too, with the D&D game also. Yeah, yeah, except he's the one that called for Fireball immediately, though. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, yeah, I, I kind of see what you mean there, but it's like he's the one that's the voice of reason that's like, let's go for the obvious solution, you know. But I just like the way Dustin's, like, personality was, too. Like, he was the, like, really outgoing one, and he was the very... I mean, he, he was hitting... his intelligence, like, a lot, 
I mean, he was hitting on Nancy at the beginning, like, offering her a slice of pizza, like, hey, you want some pizza? Like, yeah. <laughs> and he was very charming and mm-hmm. outgoing, and just, every time he talked, he was fun. Right. You know, and, and you just kind of loved him, so he was my favorite. Yeah, especially during the D&D game, like, oh, it's a demigorgon, we're, we're fucking screwed. <laughs> like, we're done. Yeah. Well, and my favorite part was when they were trying to figure out the ratio of the salt to water right. to get into the upside-down world, uh, or, you know, to get her to float, and then getting into the upside-down world, and they call the, the teacher in the middle of his date, and he's like, look... <laughs> Look, you told us science couldn't wait, so you yeah. need to answer this question now. And you know, yeah, we got to science the shit out of this. Yeah, he, yeah, literally. And that's the thing that I, I think that's a character. Like he's kind of that the teacher character. Like he he's the one who pretty much like if they didn't have that guy, like he was their Google. Like if they didn't have him, they would fucking like, they wouldn't know what the fuck to do. You know, Will would Will would be dead now. You know, so it's like. Give give props to that teacher dude because he's like the guy that encourages them to think outside of the box, like especially during like when they got that that radio set up in the back room and it's like you know can we talk to California think bigger <laughs> can we talk to New York think bigger you know like seriously open your minds a little bit like Australia yes there you go keep going you know and, and you, that's one of the things you don't see a lot of anymore in real life and in television is, you know, teachers being that kind of person to a certain extent. I mean, there's a few of them, but for the most part, it just, like, that shit just went by the wayside for whatever reason. So props to that teacher, even though I'm sitting here thinking, I'm on a date. Like, I'm probably going to get laid tonight after watching The Thing. You know, like, call back later. <laughs> yeah, it was... uh it was good. I actually, I really liked the science teacher too. Um, I thought he was pretty cool. And I think partially because I had a cool science teacher, a lot like him. Right. Um, you know, except we wanted to shoot anvils into the sky, um, instead of making, a um, whatchamacallit, uh, sensory deprivation tank. Um, which and it's funny that 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 was a part of the the show because Ben and I had just been talking about that at the Drew Estate event, right? And that's what I mentioned on our show we recorded. I was like, I was like, you know, you're talking about sensory deprivation tanks. Yeah, that's gonna come up soon. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I I don't know how effective that would be, but I'm definitely gonna have to text Ben and I'll let him know there's an alternative now that his place has been closed for like six months. <laughs> yeah, he just needs a pool and a shitload of Epsom salts. <laughs> yeah, just going to need a truckload of Epsom salt. And you'll, you'll be good to go. Yeah, I think um, he said it was like 15, like 1,500 pounds or something like that. Yeah, yeah it, it was a lot. You need... It, you need a lot of pounds per square inch, right? Which I know, um, which they use Epsom salts, but the salts that they the, the salt that they got from the school was like de-icing salt. I'm like, I don't think that works the same. No, that that would not have worked. But you know that I'm not splitting the hairs there. Right, suspension of disbelief. Yes, but it's like I don't know if the de-icing salt would work the, the same. You know, the salt wasn't the thing because it might actually work the same. It just wouldn't have like the health benefits of Epsom salt. Like that's why they use Epsom salt. It would right. it would still make you float. Right. That's um, what I was more worried about. Is that it? But the thing that got me was the the goggles. Like, I, and you would still hear um, even if your ears are in the water. Right. 
So, like, that was the part that kind of got me. Like, I don't know. I wish they had done something a little more complicated with the 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 tank thing. Um, Put, like, a space helmet over, like, a toy space helmet yeah, over. Come where, like, yeah, like, where one of the would, kids could have come up with a helmet, you know? Well, I mean, like, if, if she described what they did to her... The way I look at it is you could have gotten a helmet and basically just like put her in the water, put the helmet over her head, and then let the air pressure keep the water out. Because that's essentially what they did. The only difference is it was counterweighted, so you would have to figure out a way to counterweight it. But shit, they're building fucking sensory deprivation tanks out of a kiddie pool, basically. So why not, you know? Science! (laughs) Yeah, also, I want to know what brand of kiddie pool can hold that amount of salt. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it looked like a, I'm, like, sitting here going, I don't remember any time when a school had to get out a pool. Like, right? I get it if you didn't have a pool, but nobody's swimming laps in that thing. Well, no, the the school wasn't the one that had it. Um, I, I remember there was a throwaway line um, where one of the kids asked, uh, I think it was, I want to say, oh, hell, I can't think of her name, um, the mom. Joyce. Yeah, Joyce, if she still had that pool from the summer. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, I thought it was in, like, the school closet or something. I was like, what do they need this for? Like, their swim team is not going to swim laps in this if they even have a swim team. What is this, a school for ants? (laughs) (laughs) They can't even get inside the building. (laughs) But, yeah, no, I mean, the show's a ton of fun. If you love, like... 80s horror flicks, Stephen King, you know, like any of that kind of, like John Carpenter, like if you like any of that kind of stuff, like if you have any nostalgia at all for that, please go watch it. <laughs> if you haven't already, and if you haven't already, well, and the thing is, you. like the biggest endorsement that I can give the show mm-hmm. is I didn't like X Files growing up, right. so I didn't have any affinity for that. I didn't like horror movies and still don't. Right. And it, it, I wasn't even going to watch it because it seemed like so far from something I would enjoy. Yeah. Um, and I literally watched it because I couldn't find anything else to watch. Right. And you had been talking about it. Um, and everybody was talking about how good it was. And I'm like, yeah, I'll give it one episode. And it actually caught me on the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I, I really liked was the theme and the characters. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I don't really even care about the whole monster side of the story. I just mm-hmm. want to see what happens to these characters. Um, you know, there's something for everyone. And, you know, me and Ashley liking it is a very big endorsement for the show. Because, like, you know, it's just... Usually it takes a lot to get me to watch something like that. Right. Um, you know, and I... Cause I'm just the, not that guy. Right, you're the odd man out. Because, like, me, I grew up watching, like, horror movies and, you know, all that, like, all that geeky shit. Like, I watched Alien and Aliens and all that shit when I was, like, six or seven. You know, like, that was, like, me growing up was watching that kind of shit. So, like, for me, like, the horror part doesn't bother me. I even watched The X-Files, too, when it was on. We even watched the the more recent, like, miniseries thing that they did, you know, which was yeah, pretty decent. I was just... I was just all about, you know, action movies as a young kid. Like, we watched all of the dumb old action movies mm-hmm. and, 
you know, I was into the G.I. Joes and Batman and watched right. all of that stuff. I, I didn't really give a shit about horror stuff, and I never had a fear of it either. Mm. Like, it always just seemed dumb to me. Because that was the other thing I was wondering about is if the nostalgia got to you at all either, because I know you're a little bit younger than Angela and I, so I, fi- I didn't know, like, if it would really capture your imagination that way. Well, it, it did in the fact that I didn't live through it, but I grew up with the TV. Right. So I was familiar with all the stuff. And, like, we still had a lot of that stuff from the 80s in our house when I was a young kid. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, I would have been 11 months old when the, the events of the show took place. You know, so by the time, like, I was, a, I was like, five or six, it was, like, 88, 89. But even then, still, we still had a rotary phone. You know, yeah. we still, we I mean, still, yeah. Yeah, I had a rotary phone up until I was, like, seven or eight. Right. I mean, it was probably like more like ten or eleven for me by the time we got a push button phone, and even then we couldn't use tone. We had to we had to use pulse because my dad kept telling me for some reason we couldn't, even though I would flip the phone over and switch it to tone, and it would yeah. still work. Like I don't understand how what what the fuck difference that made, <laughs> if anything. Right. But it, it probably didn't actually. He just didn't want you fucking with the phone. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to encourage someone to fuck with the phone. I was going to say, hence why I relate to these kids, because they're doing some shit that they really shouldn't be doing for the most part of the show. Yeah. You know, and the the funniest thing is it, it made me realize that I really fucking missed out on D&D as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I did too, because like the first time I played D&D, actually I was in middle school. And it was with a bunch of douchebags who were dicks, and like I made a first character ever, and all that and then they had some other character create like a custom class or whatever and fucking kill my character why what the fuck was the point of that like how like you want me to like this game but you do that like how am i supposed to like this oh wait you don't like me i get it okay (laughs) yeah fuck you too (laughs) that's why i played Shadowrun later on and then vampire and shit because you know i found people that liked me and liked that game so there you go but yeah, I mean, I knew enough about it to where I could relate to it to a certain extent anyway. But yeah, it would have been I think it would have been even more fun if we were that young when we played. Yeah. I don't know. Um I don't know. I really like the show. I'm anxious to see what they do with it next. Mm-hmm. Um and I hope that we see more uh more like period pieces and stuff set in, you know, like Period times like that, like menstrual pieces. No, yeah, that that's what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the BBC is really good at those. Yeah, really interested in blood. Um, <laughs> vampire movies, is what I'm getting at here, right? So um, funny. But no, I'm I'm excited to see what comes out of this, and hopefully, we do get a few more good shows or movies um inspired by this and kind of by extension spielberg because mm-hmm. um, i like i really liked super eight like if somebody had told me it was a lot like super eight i would have been much more apt to actually go and watch it yeah see my thing with that like i have honestly like not watched it all the way through i've seen bits and pieces of it but i've never had a chance to sit down and watch super eight all the way through even though i got the vibe that it was going for so i went like in my head with more of like you know, Goonies and all that kind of stuff. That the stuff that I actually had seen and watched a million times, and like, yeah, I get it. You know, and like the like when I first saw the Chief, I was like, there's like seven Jaws references in this one character alone right now that I'm picking out. You know, from yeah. the, from the costuming to the to the fucking 
truck that he drives. It looks like a combination of the truck from the first two movies that Brody drove. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting all the Jaws references right now. This movie has, or this TV show has me sold now. <laughs> Plus the poster in uh, Will's room too. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. And then the soundtrack sounds like something John Carpenter would have made. And it's like, yeah, you know, I really want to buy those on iTunes. They're like 10 bucks each. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I mean, it's like I would definitely go. Ch- I definitely want to l- listen to those. What I actually want to do is get both of those, and then get like the actual like '80s music, like the the Bangles and Clash and all that, and like put it all together and make like the ultimate soundtrack. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I'm pretty certain that we're going to see an official playlist of those mixtapes come out. There already um, is one on Spotify, but I want to make my own because fuck Spotify. So, well, I mean, like from the uh, actor, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of the character's name. Uh, the big Jonathan, brother. the brother. Yeah, yeah. I I can see that actor saying, "Hey, here's what I put on the mixtape." Right. You know that sort of deal. Yeah, but either way, I mean, there's plenty of music to go in mind. Like, there's some stuff, like, I have to probably do a little bit more digging to find, but I'm sure I can find them. But for the most part, like, the big numbers, like, honestly, The Clash and The and the Bengals' Hazy Shade of Winter, like, totally got me. Especially because Hazy Shade of Winter was uh, the big song from Less Than Zero with Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I love The Clash song, Should I Stay or Should I Go, to begin with. But then all of a sudden, like, every time I hear this song, like, I was joking with Ange. I was like, you know you're a fan of Stranger Things whenever you go to Walmart and you hear it playing on the radio and you start shouting Will <laughs> across the store. Go to the front and ask them to use the PA to call Will to the front. Code Adam! Code Adam! Will's missing! <laughs> yeah. Need to turn this place upside down looking for him. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes. Hey, dad jokes. We're dads. It's okay. We can do it. <laughs> we have, we, it's like, show me your dad license. Um, here's both of my children. <laughs> like, what do you want me to pull my, my dick child. out? What does that mean? That means I'm a fucking dad, which means dad jokes are my purview now. <laughs> no, I, I mean, if somebody asks me, see my dad card, do I, do I pull my dick out? Like, how does that work? Then that would make every man a dad if he, that's all you have to do to prove your dad. I'm sure some people think that is the dad card. Like, I came in a bitch once. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you do use it to gain access. Yeah, but... <laughs> Unfortunately, though, it's like you gain access to the room, there's all the bad guys, and you just left. (laughs) I mean, it works a lot like a credit card. (laughs) You know, you insert it, and it it costs you a lot of money. That's if you bother to pay it. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Something about child support in there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, I I really enjoyed the show. I actually kind of wish they had done a little bit more with... um, with uh what's his face um the smart kid's dad yeah although i kind of uh, i kind of like... nappy pants yes yes will's will's dad yeah yes, his um, derelict father honestly like if they were pulling from back to the future i wouldn't be surprised because he reminded me of like the bad version of you know his father yeah. you know like when he was all like 
bowing to Biff's bullshit at the beginning of Back to the Future, you know. Right. It's like, yeah, that's pretty much what he is. And then he's sitting there going like, they're our government. We have to trust them. Fuck you. Fuck you and your Reagan bullshit, you know. <laughs> that was the part that I was like, Will, get the fuck out of that house as soon as you turn 18. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Because this dude's going to get you killed. <laughs> Yeah, but uh no, I I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was it was well done. It was well put together. The the cinematography I thought was kind of the best part. That was actually the star for me, the way mm-hmm. they shot it. Um and the music was really really good. It really matched the the setting and what was going on the entire time. Yeah, um, and you got to hand it to Millie Bobby Brown for playing like that really weird like freak alien kid and doing it to a point where she's kind of creepy but also you kind of like just want to give her a hug you know what i mean yeah she's she definitely nailed the the kid that's got these superpowers but just kind of wants to be a kid right um just she definitely got that down yeah she just wants to have friends and a quote-unquote normal life you know instead of this weird freak show that she really is a part of you know yeah, and she she did a really good job with that, and I I you know I commend her for that. And it's funny because I read somewhere too that apparently she didn't realize till after she got the part that they were going to shave her head. Oh, <laughs> so, so it's like oops. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that being said, she is a young kid, and the hair will grow back super quick. And it is in fashion right now, so it's not the end of the world. Hey, yes. I, hey, I was, I was going to say, I was telling Angela, like, I really hope, I really wish you wouldn't cut your hair. Like, oh, I really wish you would cut your hair and keep it short. So that way we could do Halloween and she could be like grown up 11. I could be grown up Mike. <laughs> yeah. And I, I said, I don't want to have a cold head during the winter. And I would like to have hair at some point. We have knit caps. It's okay. <laughs> but I want hair again. I just started getting hair again, and so- I can spike a little bit. I'm suddenly reminded of a Gallagher joke from that. It's like I want hair. Okay, it's going to cost you brains. I want hair. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's what the that's what the cavemen that's the cavemen bargain with gods. Like I want hair. It's like all right. <laughs> going to cost you brains. <laughs> um. So yeah, did you guys did you have any any other thoughts, questions, anything else? Because I I think I've kind of kind of run through the main stuff that I wanted to talk about. I'm just tr- sitting here trying to think if there was anything else. I don't think so. I mean, the only thing I can say is uh... oh, I know real quick. Yes. Do you, Do you know what part of Indiana it was set in? It was set in a fictional town of Hawkins, Indiana. Okay, I I wondered if that was a fictional town or not because it seemed like I would have heard about the the real town had it been one. Yeah, no, it's a fictional town. Actually, originally when they were pitching the idea or when they were coming up with it, um, I guess the brothers or whatever decided that they were going to uh, they wanted it to be set in Montauk, Long Island, but they they ended up deciding to do instead of trying to do a coastal town, they ended up deciding to do a midwestern town just because it you know logistically made more sense yeah. for shooting and stuff so <clears throat> but yeah ori- originally and they I, I guess that would have been more interesting because then you could have got a little bit more hp lovecraft with the whole you know what do you call it uh the, like the shadow over insmouth kind of thing like the insmouth look you know it could have been a more aquatic creature than what we got but i mean hey there is a lake <laughs> you know there is a quarry who knows <laughs> yeah um 
But yeah, that that was my only other question, I think. Yeah. Because originally the show was going to be called Montauk instead of Stranger Things, but I think Stranger Things is a much better title. Even yeah, like it's friend, more evocative at the time. Right, and a, friend, and a friend of mine at work was like, isn't that based on a book? I was like, no, you're thinking of Needful Things, which is a Stephen King book, but you're in the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Close enough. Um, <laughs> so did you guys... Uh, did you guys have a least favorite thing? Like, I know that's not, not really a a super fun question, but I'm curious if there was anything that stood out that you would have left out. Ugh. I don't know so much if it's a thing that I would have left out. I just think it would have been nice to have maybe a few more flashbacks just to flesh out who Will was. Because I think overall, like, you didn't really get a really deep sense of who Will was compared to like the other children. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just kind of got abducted and that was his, his bit in the story. Yeah. He, he was the, he was the gold thing inside of the suitcase in Pulp Fiction. You know, like he really didn't get a sense of what he was. He was just the MacGuffin, you know, that that's the real mystery here Mm -hmm. is he actually was the gold thing in the case. Exactly. Like you don't really know much about him. You just know everybody wants to find him, you know? So, like, you know very little about him. So, yeah, that's that's what I mean. That's why I compare him to that, because it's like it's the MacGuffin that starts the whole chain of events going, but you don't really know anything about it, really, other than, like, what it looks like, you know? Yeah, and I, I agree. I think that probably would have been what I would have done with the extra episodes. Mm-hmm. Just because it would have been nice to flesh his character out more so that, like, when you got to the very last episode and even the other flashbacks throughout, you would have been like you would have kind of felt why... I mean, granted, you got the idea that the kids were all really close friends and everything, but I think it would have hit home even more. I mean, even so, like I said, when they you know, found the fake body in that episode, like I honestly started crying because it was like, it hit me. I don't know why, but it just did. Like I think the music and the way it was presented... Like At first, I thought it was the brother. Like he committed suicide because before that was when they did... when uh, you know they found his photos and tore him up and everything. So I thought like maybe he went to the quarry and committed suicide, and because you couldn't really see the body anyway, all you saw was it, to me it looked like Marty McFly's body because he, all you saw was the red and the blue. It looked like his like you know like vest and jean jacket outfit, you know. Yeah. So at first I wasn't quite sure that it was Will, other than the fact that the chief was like, "Please don't tell me that's the boy or whatever," and nobody. Yeah. See, I, I I just kind of initially assumed from the get-go of that whole finding a body thing that it was their cover-up mm-hmm. well i wasn't expecting the cover-up necessarily i was just like thinking okay if that really is his body then is like his consciousness in the, in wherever it is that he's at you know like is it one of those like astral projection kind of things you know but see again i'm all into paranormal shit so i went with i was i was like thinking ahead you know what i mean so I, I was really getting into that, and I think between all of that and the music and the way it was presented, that kind of got me. And then later on, when you know Eleven had to, you know, go all Dark Phoenix, which was literally one of their inspirations as well for that show, um, that that kind of you know that kind of got me too because he was, you know, Will got his first kiss from her, and then was all like, which honestly, like if you're talking about like fast forwarding everything to high school. I'm pretty sure Will's going to, or not Will, but uh, yeah. Mike. Hey, keep going. I'm going to be back in like 30 seconds. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that continuing on with like the high school thing, I'm pretty sure Mike is still going to be fucking single because seriously, 
no other girl is going to compare to Eleven, regardless. I mean, there's just well, no, no way. No other girl can control things with their minds. But even so, just the way she came into his life and he cared for her and all that, like, no other girl's going to have that bond with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In a sense, it's a lot like you and me because, you know, we've been through a lot of shit and nobody else would stick by you through most of it. So, <laughs> uh, I can't control things with my mind, although I've really tried really hard. You control things pretty well as it is, so it's okay. <laughs> But in general, I'm just saying, like, he's going to be the guy that's like, you know, well, he's, you know, all the girls are throwing themselves at him probably because, you know, he probably turns out to be a decent looking dude or whatever. And it's like, yeah, no, because you're not 11. (laughs) Nobody else will be 11. So it's like that's the one thing that you're really, dude, you got to do that. Come on. (laughs) But no, it's, it's, you know, nobody's going to compare to 11 after like. To kind of go into the 90s like Dan wants, you know, nothing compares to Eleven. And she kind of looks like Sinead O'Connor, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, no. Kind of. <laughs> like, maybe now, maybe. Like, because she's actually let her hair grow out a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, in general, I was just like, there's nothing that's going to compare to to her, so I don't see him, like, shacking up with anybody in between. Or if he does, it's going to be like a very, like, shallow like he's really not going to be interested in it. he's just going to do it because he doesn't want to look like a weirdo or whatever mm-hmm. so, I don't know that could be an interesting thing to you know give upon but I mean honestly I think he's probably still hoping she shows up one day he still hopes that she'll come back one day even though he doesn't necessarily know that she's alive but I'm sure the sheriff suspects or knows depending upon what all happened when he got in the car well why else would he put the waffles on the forest though exactly because the only thing I can think of is the only reason why she did what she did was because in order for the monster to leave and not come back to the upside down because she brought the monster to their world to begin with she has to go back with him because that's how you close the gate you know all right, so I'm I'm back. I, I saw some kids walking around outside, and I wanted to make sure my car was locked. Like, get off my lawn! <laughs> well, we've had we've had a rash of people's cars being broken into. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I just heard the last tidbit there with the whole like girl being back in the eleven being back in the mm-hmm. upside down. That makes a lot of sense. Um, the well, way that she quote-unquote killed the monster maybe she just banished him and you know as a result went with him well i mean i figure like if she's the door that opened up to allow the monster into our world to begin with i mean how else do you close the door but pull it closed behind you right well (laughs) yeah she opened the door and you know that means that she can also close the door so there there is a case to be made that she went and closed the door and they end up going back, and they find another doorway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and maybe that maybe that doorway is open by Will. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, and like I was saying, though, as far as like, you know, Mike and Eleven's relationship, like even if you were to go, like you were talking about, to the like Saved by the Bell years of the kids, like I think Will is probably going to still be single because seriously, who is going to compare themselves to Eleven? Like, there's no way. You know, like, like. They went through a lot of shit, and she's so unique and everything else. Like, there's no way he's going to be able to, like, see himself with anybody else. So I'm sure he's still going to carry that torch, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Because he's going to take her to the snowball, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have some real weird kinks. Dude, <laughs> why you got to take it there? <laughs> oh, wait, that's right. This is that show. <laughs> yeah. This is our show. Um, that's what we do. <laughs> he's going to put a snowball on her ass. <sighs> wow. See, he took See, it there. You went there. too far. <laughs> yeah, we got to sneak anal in in every show. Apparently, that's a new thing. That, that's how you do it. it. That, okay. That's the only way to do it. Sneak it in there, um, but no. I think that's how that works. I, I think there were. There's definitely ample material to speculate on the future, mm-hmm. and I think none of us are going to be right. No, partially I mean, because you know we're not those guys, and partially because you can be damn sure they're going to be paying attention, mm-hmm. and they're going to hear all the fan theories and never do any of those. Right, because you don't want to be predictable. Yeah, that's that would totally defeat. So if purpose, there's so. if there's something out there you don't want to happen, you know, make it public. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily want it to be an anthology show where we pick up with a completely different group of people. However, I mean, I can see where that would be a cause for something to happen, but it's not something I necessarily want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I see the I see your point there too for sure, but I also don't want it to turn into, you know, a Harry Potter scenario where they get older every episode. Right. And it just turns into this cluster of like fighting off, you know, reasons for them to be younger and yeah, Either way to me, like, even if they went that route, like, if they went a couple of seasons and got to the point, like, you were talking about, like, the, the high school right. years, fine. That's where you end it. Like, that's part of the reason why I haven't liked Supernatural since the fifth season, because initially it was supposed to end in the fifth season anyway, and the way it all pretty much ended to a certain extent, you know, like, I'm perfectly happy with leaving it there. Like, I don't need to continue the adventures of the brothers or whatever. Like, I think it pretty much summed it up enough to where... I, and I even tried to watch this uh, the following season, and I was like, this is shit. And they're like, we need to pick it up after that. No, I don't, because eventually these guys are going to be like 70 years old driving around in this Impala that's barely holding together, you know? Yeah, it's, and, it's, I, you know, I, I always felt like all of these high school shows should last four seasons, or maybe like five if they do a summer season or something like that. Right, like Buffy the um, Vampire Slayer, I li- I really liked it up until about the third season. Like to me, that's where the show ends, even though like the season after that when they were started college wasn't too bad. And there were a few episodes here and there throughout the later seasons that were good. But in general, like to me, the whole core peaked. dynamic ended. At, at the third season, once they got out of high school and defeated the mayor and killed Faith and all that. Hey, hey, hey. Spoilers, I haven't finished it. Really? Yeah, I, I've i gotten sidetracked by other things. I think I've made it through, like, one season. Oh, my God, dude. Catch up, son. <laughs> well, and I probably will. I mean, I've just been watching other stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was actually looking around for stuff to watch today. Um, and that's probably what I'm going to go back to now. Well, there you go. There's something else for us to talk about in the future, because I know, like, I've watched a shit ton of it. In fact, I'm staring at my the corner of my bar right now, and, like, I've got a bunch of books about Buffy and shit sitting over there from back in the heyday. So, yeah, I, I love that show. Nude. I don't yeah, know why it's always uh, a thing for Slayers. I don't know why. Yeah, speaking of Slayers, I it came to my attention that Ashley has never seen the Blade movies. Oh, Jesus. 
Yeah, so we're we're gonna have to watch those because she really likes the underworld movies. Okay, have her watch the first two at least. Yeah, so I was like, we'll we'll definitely watch the first Blade. The second one, maybe if she likes the first one, and mm-hmm. the third one, I don't really care. Yeah, fuck the third one. Um, it has Ryan Reynolds in it, but fuck the third one. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I don't know. I I think that's one of those movies you should see, like yeah. just to have, you know. I don't know, that knowledge. It's not like it's super important or something, but from a sci-fi standpoint, it makes good conversation. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for that movie, I don't think Marvel would be where it is now. Because that yeah. was like one of the first big ones that they did, and that really kind of cemented everything. Yeah, they plus, were able to set the tone. Yeah, And plus, on top of that, it has probably one of my favorite lines in a movie ever, is when the, the guys at the hospital start shooting him, and he's like, Motherfucker, you out of your damn mind! Yeah. <laughs> I started to, like that line just like every time get, kills me every time. Well, it's, and I I love that Wesley Snipes is coming back. Yeah, maybe. I'm ho- I don't know. I'm hoping on one hand that they that they do it either that or they maybe get somebody younger to do it. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I guess, but I'm not necessarily chomping at the bit for another Blade movie either because I think at this point the. The movies have gone on to a point now where they don't really need Blade, you know what I mean? Yeah. As far as like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or whatever, but I don't know. I, I still like the first two movies, though. I mean, honestly, like the, the character in the, the second film heart, like reminded me a lot of like the Nosferatu and stuff, like in my vampire games and stuff. You know, like he's a perfect character that like... If I was going to play, like, if I was going to do another, like, LARP game of Vampire, I would want to model him after that character. Yeah. And, you know, it's really weird, too. Um, yeah, the the whole Stranger Things really made me, like, go some weird places. Um, one of the weird places was it makes me really, really anxious for Halloween to get here. Yeah. Um, specifically because I've really been wanting to do a murder mystery dinner theater. Oh, God, I wanted to do one of those, too. And I think it would be extra fun if we got to do that with, like, you know, our group of friends. Yeah. I think that would be really, really cool. And I think we should look into getting, you know, like another maybe like four to six people in addition to you guys and me and Ashley to go and just, like, have a private one, you know? Right. That'd be kind of awesome. Yeah, and I know they do one here, like, right down the road from... Twisted Kate's Brewery, mm-hmm. um, but it's not a very good place. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a really, really cool interior, the the business owner is a douche. Yeah, um, and they're kind of terrible there. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to do it there necessarily. But I know there's a ton of them this year, and we should definitely start planning that now. I was going to say, yeah. For the last two years, I know Science Central's been putting one on. I feel like that would be too, like, I don't think mainstream is the word, but too It would uh, be as intimate because there's enough people running around trying to figure it out with Yeah, it would be more like a, you know, Disney World version. Right. I mean, but it was cool to get to experience that because I've always wanted to do one of those, and I was like, shit, let's do it. I mean, granted, I was wrong. But I at least like the fact that, uh, you know, there was, like, me and one other person there dressed up like, you know, 
Harvey Bullock style like detectives with fedoras and trench coats like you know we were going hard boiled with it you know I think there might have been one person that was trying to be Sherlock but you know <laughs> it's like I'd rather go Philip Marlowe than Sherlock because Philip Marlowe would get his ass handed to him but he'd still figure it out in the end <laughs> yeah um, I, I don't know that I, I could dress up to look like any specific uh, uh, detective character you could do bullet from gotham if you shaved your beard just a little bit <laughs> yeah like i said I, I don't know that i, I could do that maybe maybe bullock after a bender well you could go you, you you could honestly go like a little bit like shadow run and do kind of like you know a, a dwarf detective you know <laughs> even really, though you're tall really but, large dwarf detective i mean imagine torbjorn from overwatch as a hard-boiled detective you know <laughs> oh god <laughs> Uh, I think you could um, go. I think you could do something interesting with that. Like, why is Conan the Barbarian at this murder mystery dinner theater? <laughs> Obviously, he did it. It's Grognak. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, write Grognak. That's who did it. Yeah. Um, but no, I. I don't know. I think that would be a lot of fun, and that was one of the things that Stranger Things. Uh, that is one of the Stranger Things that I got out of that. <laughs> There you go. Um, and also, I think it's like one of the downsides is it's not going to make for good cosplay. Um, well. You know, like I think you might see a few people dressed up similar to some of the characters. And I think we'll see like Nancy specifically when she's out in the woods. Because that was kind of an iconic outfit that she had, I thought, out of everything. Yeah, honestly, it reminded me a lot of like the more recent Tomb Raider games. Yeah, and I think maybe you'll see the monster from one of the really good cosplayers, like somebody that really goes all out on it. Yeah, I mean, Eleven would be fairly easy to do because, like, all you need is, like, a dress and a coat and a shaped right. head, you know. And, but and you maybe... also have to, like, her whole thing is her look. Like, her face is what makes it. Right, but even then, like, you could still get away with doing it, shave your head, put a little bit of fake blood on your nose, and, you know... Yeah, cancer ward kids are all going to be dressed up that way this year at Halloween. Yeah, and like for me, like, like <laughs> I was thinking, like to do Mike, it wouldn't be that hard. All I got to do is go to Goodwill and find all like the '80s like striped polo shirts and you know khaki pants and like a really shitty looking coat and you know. Yeah, and I, I'm sure we'll see the red, white, and blue hats. Yeah, um, I, I know there's already like people selling online like replicas of the. Uh, Hawkins Middle School like T-shirt with the tiger on it that uh, Dustin wore. Yeah, but there just there weren't any like big big costumes or anything, and I, I'm always disappointed when there's nothing really cool like that. Yeah, the only like the only thing I could see you going all out on is if you were going to do like the the chief of police outfit. Which, granted, I was thinking about doing that for Halloween, but for actually like Chief Brody and Jaws, like doing the outfit because I can get the like shoulder patch and all that. You know, yeah. fairly inexpensively so by the way that it reminded me of another show um did you watch uh eureka i watched like parts of the first season of it my dad actually really liked that show yeah i really liked that show a lot and i, mm -hmm. I think you would enjoy it but you definitely have to give it like a full season and then some because it is a slow starter well, that's kind of the thing it's like my dad and i really liked the first season you know, maybe the first two seasons, and then, like, after that, I just started going, like, for the straight-up, like, you know, weird out-there shit, where it's, like, Well, okay. it, it kind of loops around, though, and just becomes a straight-up procedural for a few seasons. Right. 
Um, and then it kind of loops back around and I actually kind of fell off of it towards the end. Like, I think I didn't finish the last season or two. Yeah. Um, because it, like you said, it just kind of went off the deep end. Yeah. Well, it's like, I like the basic premise in like the first season where they were just kind of stumbling upon this town that just has all this weird shit happen, you know? Yeah. It definitely had a great beginning, but then it really kind of slowed down from there. Yeah. But the thing that got me for that show was the characters like mm-hmm. they really really nailed the the community mm-hmm. um and it had just the right amount of you know not wearing out its welcome yeah and joe morton played a great like gadgeteer or whatever coming up with yes mass adventures you know which is funny because it's like isn't he also the guy that helps skynet like should we really be trusting this guy <laughs> yeah maybe maybe lock him up <laughs> Like, even the actor, maybe we should put him away. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking of when we went and saw Batman versus Superman or whatever. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Don't let him touch Cyborg. He's going to turn into a fucking Terminator. Yeah, Skynet all over again. <laughs> the new and improved version. But guys, it's to protect us from the aliens. With robots? No. <laughs> With cyborgs. Oh, yeah, that makes it all better. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the thing is, I'm really surprised. Like, I, if I remember right, you guys didn't watch all of uh, Hemlock Grove. No. I was just, I haven't watched any of Hemlock Grove. I've been so, debating about it because, for me, like, like I've said before, like, the werewolf part bothers the shit out of me. Like, if you were talking about, like, things I would take out or whatever that I wish they weren't there, it'd be that. Like, I would... I. To me, well, and I think that's why you might like it because it really is kind of a, it's not the main thing, right? You know, it, it's actually not like the biggest part of it. Um, and if you like this, like you will like that show. Okay. Like if you enjoy Stranger Things, like you'll definitely like Hemlock Grove because it's a more, uh, um, realistic supernatural story. Yeah, and it it definitely be it's a little bit more Lovecraftian, okay. like a lot, a lot more. Yeah. Um, and I I know that you're a, a huge vampire nerd, and I right. think if nothing else, you will enjoy the lore that they inject into that show. Yeah, because that's like as long as it's not Twilight sparkly vampire bullshit, I'm good. That's why I can't. It is. It is literally the furthest you can get from that. Good. Okay. I'm good with that. You know, the only yeah, the one I, thing I, I did the one the one thing I always laughed about my dad was talking to me about this. He's like, you know, I remember growing up when I was a kid and like all the vampires like Bela Lugosi and stuff, like when they would like feed or whatever, they would look perfectly fine afterwards. Like maybe a little dab of blood on the lit like on the corner of the mouth. Nowadays it's like blood fucking everywhere. Like did you guys forget your table manners or something? <laughs> Yeah, and you know if that's if that's something that you enjoy, you'll like this show, right? Um, because they they really go with a much more elegant way of handling everything, right? As far as the supernatural is concerned, um, and it's it's as close as you can get to saying, well, that makes it more believable that that could exist in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas, you know, like the current vampires are, you know, like you said, essentially, you know, bathing in blood. They're either bathing in blood or they're like these teenage pretty boy like. Yeah. 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 They're vegetarians. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, (laughs) They're vegans. (laughs) Yeah. 
but uh no i i think you'll really enjoy that i i was always kind of surprised that you hadn't watched it and now after seeing how much you like this i can't believe you haven't watched it yeah um, uh, because you'll definitely love it yeah i may end up having to watch that this week if i ever get the chance to we'll see see how this week pans out made it through the first week we'll see how this one goes yeah um but yeah, unless you guys have anything else, I feel like that's as good a place as any to wrap things up. I was going to say, if you guys have listened this far and haven't watched Stranger Things, shame on motherfucking you. Go watch that shit now. Yeah, it. it's good. Go it's... check it out. And we know you all have a Netflix account or you, you use someone else's, so exactly. there's no excuse not to see it. Don't say you're using someone else's or you might get in jail. Yeah. Is that a thing now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I pay for my own. Yeah, if you give if you give out your password for Netflix now, apparently it's a federal crime. So shh. <laughs> right. I don't know how that works, but hey, whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, money. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I'm glad we got to do the a little spoiler cast. Oh yeah. Um. And I, I'd like to do more of these. I think that would be a good one to do, like Hemlock Grove, or mm-hmm. even uh, pick a movie or something. There you go. So well, you should watch Wolf Cop things. I know we've watched it. That wouldn't be a spoiler cast if, like, not everybody's seen it, but the people that are going to see it probably. Yeah, but even so, yeah, if they I have feel to... like we have to pick stuff that's like mainstream. Okay. You know, like not like it's when we were children because yeah. it's fine to have a. Wolf a Cop's segment. not when we were children. That came out like two years ago. Oh. It's fine to have a segment during the regular show, but like for a full-fledged spoiler cast, you need right. an audience, you know? Right, yeah. Um, well, I figure if you haven't watched it and you've been on the fence about it, it's kind of like Stranger Things. Like, I was kind of on the fence about it at first, but then it's like, fuck it, I'll check it out, you know? Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, I'm glad we did this, you guys. And uh, we'll be back next Friday with our regular, regularly scheduled programming, as it were. Okay. All right, everybody. Peace out. Later, guys. Later.